the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. I gotta imagine companies like Tinder are not going to business anytime soon, which is owned by Match.com. Big legal issues there, big legal issues. But that's off the point. I want to teach your children one thing don't mess it up. This is going to tie into retirement. This is going to tie into investing. Don't mess it up. When my dad died 20 plus years ago, I asked my mother if I could do part of his eulogy. One of my brothers got up and read a church that, you know, verse. But I got to do the eulogy, and I did a great job. I talked about how my dad, when he was a young man, he took care of his sister in the orphanage. And then as he hit you know, he, he would steal fruit and give it to her. Sweet guy. And then as he grew older, he um, got married. My mom was a little girl from Mobile, Alabama. She never left the city. He showed her the whole world, literally. By joining the military, she got to fly around the world and see Paris, see London, Tokyo. Cities that she would never have seen. Istanbul. Which is a beautiful city, by the way. Um, so he did great as a young man, as a middle-aged man. And then as he got older, he took care of my sister. She gave him life. She gave him meaning. He had five boys, and five boys just it, it tore him up. His first son, Clint, sold marijuana, and uh, it was all over the newspaper. Eagle Scout Black sells dope. <laughs> That's what it said, right? It crushed him. But 30 years later, he has a little daughter, and uh, she changed his life, and she made him better, and he found a reason to be a good guy again. So that was my eulogy summed up in just a moment. But before I went up and did that, my brother said, don't mess it up. My brothers taunted me. They challenged me. Don't mess it up. And I'm like, I probably said the F word. In my head. Behave yourself. I didn't mess it up. I know, I know, I know. I'm allowed to say that, I think. 
So what I want to teach your children is don't mess it up. It's a powerful, powerful statement. Try not to get in over your head. Saving for retire. You are going to retire one day, so you don't want to mess it up. When you're young, you can live in a dirt, scummy, nasty home. You can rent a room with a guy who eats all your food. You could, you know, get into a fight because he didn't pay his fair share of the cable bill. Or, you know, he takes really hot showers for a long period of time and runs up the bill and only pays a third. You can mess up life in your 20s. It's easy to get over. But you're going to certainly live to retirement age. So you can't really think a bus is going to take you out and continue to live in that world. It isn't something you should bank on, in my opinion. If you're 20 years old today, there's an 85% chance you're going to live to 65, according to mortality rates that go back about four or five years ago, and it's a little bit higher now. It's not optional. You're going to retire. You don't have to own a home in your retirement. You don't have to pay for your kid's college. You know, those are other goals. Are They're desirable. They're nice to have. But a nest egg is a must-have. You might imagine that you can work forever and never retire, but you can't. Sometimes age discrimination comes in. Sometimes your body starts to give up. Sometimes you have to move closer to your mother because she's dying. Sometimes your kidneys are failing and you can't work the way you used to. So you may want to work till the day you die, but your boss or life may not see it the same way. The older you are, the higher the health care costs for small companies. Now, your current income is blood. It's the blood of your retirement. It's the blood of your life. It's the blood of, of having you know, fun and entertainment and owning a home and paying for your kid's college. It's your income. So you've got to focus on that. You know, when you purchase a home, you can go, well, I'll just get a $500,000 loan and pay it off over 30 years. When you pay for your kid's college, you may take money out of your home. You may get another loan and pay it off over 10, 15, 20 years. But you can't do that in retirement. Now, one of the things you could do is work part-time to not mess it up. And also to give you a sense of purpose. I think I want to train puppies when I retire. That's one thing that I feel comfortable that I can do. Okay, so, hey, Cujo. Sit, Cujo. Oh, good puppy, good puppy. Here's your treat. I'll come to your house. I'll do it for $15 an hour. You don't have to go pay someone $400 to do seven classes. I'll come to your house. I have an idea of what part-time work would look like for me. Do you, are you with me? Now, I don't know. It's pretty mighty expensive, in my opinion, retirement. So I told you, Doris emailed me and she said, I got a million dollars and I'm only getting $10,000 a year in income. What's wrong with it? And I'm like, well, you're being too conservative. But she's also like 72 years old. So at some point in time, she's lived past her life expectancy. And she should probably just say, screw it. I'm going to spend that money. But what if she lives to 90? And then like, oh, screw it. I'm going to spend that money is suddenly too aggressive. But $10,000 on a, a million is too conservative. And then you also have issues of, you know, uh, do you want to leave it for your kids and such like that? So you need a million dollars because at a million dollars on a 4% withdrawal rate, you need to amass and you get 7% returns in the market, 8% returns in the market. You could pull down that 4% on a million 
live off 40000 plus a little Social Security. I know you could live on that. But I don't know about it in 10, 20, 30 years because things are getting expensive, right? More expensive called inflation. So inflation's the boogeyman. Inflation's the Freddy Krueger. Inflation's the Jason Voorhees. Inflation is the enemy. Inflation is the devil. Inflation is Saddam Hussein. It's, it's bad. It's bad, 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 bad. So a 4% withdrawal rate, a million dollars, you kind of get it. But you may need more than 40000 because of inflation. To accumulate a million dollars, you have to save $10,119 every year for 40 years when you're 20 years old. $10,000 sounds like a lot of money to a 20-year-old. doesn't sound like that much to me now that I'm over 40. So that's pretty good. $10,000 a year. So you divide that by 12 and you go $1,000 a month, $250 roughly a week. So less than $1,000 a month. It's probably about 800 So let's go to $200 a week that you need to save. Can you do it? to become a millionaire in your 20s. You don't want to mess this up because you can't afford to fail. That's the lesson that I'm pitching right here, right now. Retirement is hugely expensive. It's, it's an unavoidable goal. It's going to happen to all of us. Death and taxes, but also retirement. Maybe not. Like I said, you could maybe become a dog trainer. I'm going to change my name to some like Castro Von Castro, the greatest dog trainer of ever. So that I, I, I could already start marketing, you know? Caesar. Caesar. Sit, Caesar. So it's a grim proposition of not being able to pay your bills in retirement, of saying, okay, trailer park's going to be okay. The distance between what you wanted in retirement versus what you get is whether you decide to save and not mess it up in your 20s and 30s. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com. <laughs> sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. AM 1220 KDOW. Weed stocks are rallying after Michigan legalized marijuana for recreational use. There's still a lot of states to go. And that means there's still a lot of potential, how shall we say, upside numbers on marijuana stocks. So every state that that turns, it suddenly brings more and more people. And the next big one will eventually be New York. And you'll see companies like Aurora Cannabis, Afria, Canopy Growth, Kronos, Tilray, all move higher as more and more states put on the ballot, whether to legalize recreational or medicinal marijuana no longer just a West Coast kind of story. It's starting to creep. So that's one of the things that came out of the election, right? How about something else that came out of the election? Well, gridlock. Welcome to gridlock. Stock traders are cheering. And we don't seem to have a lot to worry about at this point in time. Um, 
as far as the elections go, they're now put in place, right? Global markets were mixed today. Chinese stocks suffered with worries that the result would lead President Donald Trump to double down on his trade war, which could lead to a global recession. You don't want to want you don't want one of the big economic players to uh, how shall we say scramble when casually the results was the dollar which fell the Mexican peso rallying a lot going on out there right eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air anything you want to talk about we can talk about uh, gridlock in Washington is good for stocks it may be wonderful for tech. So you're starting to see shares of companies like Google respond. Um, but again, I think going after a Google is both a Democrat and Republican thing to do. Unless Republicans start going back to more Republican agenda kind of things. And, well, you get the idea, right? Democrats captured the House control as the Republicans hold the Senate. But more importantly, and since Wall Street looks to the future, a lot of governors went Democrat. Uh, in states that Trump carried in his 2016 election. And governors get to kind of zone voting areas. They have a big influence in it. So the thought is, 2020, the Democrats just got an edge. Even without a candidate name, they have already an edge. Nah. If the three or four states that went... Republican in 2016 go back Democrat the Rust Belt areas it would be an edge so we'll look at that I mean I'm not trying to push any agenda in any way shape or form so it's not my thing I spent a lot of time in Washington D.C. where it's just a, a kiss of death to talk politics so it's too close so you probably have heard that some Republican staffers in the Trump White House say that they can't get a tender date because they're Republicans. Isn't that funny? I don't know. Something strikes me there is kind of like weird. Zillow stock plunges 20% as cooling housing market stymies its risky expansion plans. Interesting, right? So what does that tell you about your house? Zillow is one of those sexy companies, sexy, sexy stocks that came out in the housing boom. I've used Zillow. It's kind of a cool, fun thing to do. So their, pl- their stock plunges. They didn't. Um, I didn't see that one coming, right? A plunge. But it was their earnings that did it. And their earnings tell us that the revenue from realtors are, are struggling. So the company warned that revenue this quarter would fall short of Wall Street expectations, exasperating investor concerns about the prospects of online real estate startups like Zillow and Redfin as the U.S. housing market is starting to slow down. After nearly a decade of recovery and slow growth, the U.S. housing market has been heading into a slowdown in 2018. Not only are mortgage rates rising, but housing prices have been climbing about twice as fast as average incomes. So not only are mortgage rates rising, making the cost of getting a home more expensive, but housing prices have been climbing about twice as fast as income. Sales of new homes, as well as previously owned homes, have been slowing from a year ago. Tax reform enacted late last year has also reduced tax incentives to buy homes. As I put together my taxes for this year, losing California's expensive mortgages and interest that accumulates pretty aggressively, 
you know, I pay more in interest charges monthly than a lot of people pay in a whole mortgage on the East Coast. It's nuts. What are you, nuts? So Zillow started out as an online real estate listing service, but they've kind of gone into some other business models. They said that they're going to buy and quickly flip homes for resale. What? Zillow's going to buy and flip homes? In August, its stocks plunged on news. It was buying an online mortgage lender. Mortgage Lenders of America. Both represent traditionally risky markets that Zillow believed would pay off in the long term. So, if you want to sell your house for peak value, maybe that's a sign. I don't know if you do want to sell your house for peak value, because then it brings up the big question of where you're going to live. Where's your next home going to be? Is it at peak value? Or are you going to rent and hope and keep your fingers crossed that you know values don't continue to go up? Hey, congratulations. I think this should be noted. U.S. elected a record number of women to the House of Representatives. I, I think that's representative. <laughs> that's nice. At least 95 women were elected to the House by early Wednesday. Um, number of elected exceeds the record of 84 currently in the House. So more than doubling. How cool is that? It's like... I'm gonna. I hate to say it. I think two Muslim women made it in. Um, uh, the governor of Colorado is an openly gay man. It's the 21st century, right? So why not? There's 15 Democratic women running on Senate ballots, along with eight Republicans in five states: Minnesota, Nebraska, New York, Washington, Wisconsin. Female candidates challenged some some fit, uh, sitting female senators. Some women governors. Um, Michigan, South Dakota, New Mexico, Kansas, Maine. So now there's nine governors that are women, which again, they're not just Republicans or Democrats. I just, God, I, it feels good to like say 21st century. Cool. In my opinion, which is a very good thing, which is a very, very good thing. Of course, both Republicans and Democrats are saying that they won the elections. Of course. Why wouldn't they? Right. Uh, elsewhere out there, Harley Davidson has unveiled a production-ready electric bike. Oh, are you telling me Harley Davidson, the maker of the hog, rum, 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 is now got an electric vehicle, which sounds like this? That's the new Harley Davidson motorcycle. It's not going to scare children when it drives by your car anymore. When the kids are in the uh, car seat in the back, and a Harley pulls alongside your car in slow traffic. Your kid lets out a little pee in his diaper. A 12-volt lithium-ion battery powers the controls, instruments, displays, lights, and horn. I don't know how you feel about this. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget Big Seminar coming up. A couple weeks, uh, the 17th of November in San Jose. Sign up at robblackshow.com.
Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stocks are higher because the midterm elections didn't surprise. Marijuana stocks are the election's biggest winners. There's some healthcare companies tied towards dialysis in California that are huge winners like DeVita. Defense funding outlook is still strong. So defense stocks not going to get beat up too much. 5G could be the medicine that tech stocks need right now. Tech stocks are struggling. But we know there's going to be a rollout of 5G. And in fact, we saw yesterday the Verizon said, you know, we're going to make our uh, basically 4G, the LTE technology that they're using. We're going to make it a little bit faster before we even get to 4G, 5G. Interesting, right? Volkswagen, a stock that was kind of left for dead. German company. I'm from Germany. <laughs> get in the chopper. I know Schwarzenegger's not from Germany. But the shares of the world's largest car maker, they've got things like Porsche and Audi, Bentley, Lamborghini. Starting to look interesting. Far from looking for value. It's what makes a car. Far from moving. A Volkswagen. So Farfenugan was a made-up word, and I'm still bitter about that. The French are still bitter with the Germans for that whole WW2 thing. Unless you were a freedom fighter. Remember, how, remember what our government wanted to name French fries Freedom Fries? What's wrong with Americans? Oh, that's all I got. Weight Watcher CEO Minnie Grossman buys stock after earning shock. Stock was pounded after a mixed earnings report. Americans don't want to use the word fat. We don't want to use the word diet anymore. Diet's got the word diet at D-I-E. Right? Amazon looks like they're going to do two headquarters, one in New York and one in Washington, D.C. The New York one could create a lot of problems for the city, bringing in you know thousands of employees. Crystal City is the location in Virginia that if you own a home in Crystal City, it just went up in value because a lot of homes, a lot of employees are going to be working there. People have, when people have jobs, they tend to buy homes. When people buy homes, they tend to create competition for said home. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I have a question for you. If you're on a mountain, if you're like going on a mountain hike and you get to the point in the, the hike where the guide says, okay, we got to cross this bridge. And you're a 1,000 feet in the air. And it's a little rope bridge with wood planks under it. Would you cross it? I'll tell you, I want it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going back down. Hey, sugar booger, you go on without me. I'm, I'm heading back to the hotel. I ain't crossing that. So anyway, I know you're saying, where's this going, Rob? It's all about risk. Where is your level of risk? Low volatility stocks cut down on risk, but cut down on reward. Companies like Coca-Cola did really well in the month of October when everyone else was struggling. You get the idea, right? I mentioned yesterday on air, on television, that a million dollars should get you forty to $60,000 a year in income in retirement. And someone emailed me. Her name is Doris. You know she's old with a name like Doris. One day, people are going to say, you know, he's old with a name like Robert, because people don't name their kids Doris or Robert anymore, right? 
So she goes, I watched you on Cron Forum. I'd like to know how to get rid of time, uh, timeshare. After five years ago, my sister gave me her timeshare that was paid off. I took over paying the maintenance fees. I enjoyed the timeshare until they were purchased by Diamond Resorts. Due to my health, I haven't used it. Do you have any suggestions? There's a commercial on the station about some lawyer who took on the big timeshare companies and won. I hate timeshares. I hate them, hate them, hate them, hate them. How do I feel about them? Okay. <laughs> That's how I feel about them. Oh. So low volatility stock. Okay, so Doris asked me also. She goes, you mentioned a million dollars to 40 to 60000 and she's only getting 10000 And she further said in her email that, you know, her friends and family have told her to be conservative with her million dollars. So if she had put it with something, and again, this is just a hypothetical, please, at no point do I want you to go and do this. At some point in time, you have to, how shall we say, expose yourself to some risk, Right? And what's notable about that is there's companies like AT&T. What do you think about AT&T? Do you think it's going to be a company that's around in 10, 15, 20 years? You know, at one point in time, it was a big international, a big national company that did local service, long distance service. And they had kind of a monopoly. Um, it's got a big fat dividend. It's got great cash flow. So does Verizon. But Verizon's like a little more aggressive with TV. AT&T's gotten a little bit more aggressive. I, that should be noted. That should be noted. Um, but with a 6.55% dividend yield, for now, she should she could be making $65,500, not 10000 Is that a big difference? Yes. The fear is, is that at some point in time, we stop using telecommunication services. Or they get so competitive with one another that they start buying each other so they don't have to lower prices or they lower prices, but they get more volume. So there's some risk. Doris wanted a high return, but with no risk. So if you decide that AT&T is too risky for you, maybe you go with something like an, a Coca-Cola that pays 3.25% dividend. And it has a history of raising their dividend. So she could be making $32,500 instead of $10,000. But do you see it as a bridge with wood planks under it, or do you see it as your retirement? Learn more about retirement and income planning at a seminar coming up Saturday, the 17th of November in San Jose at the Rotary Center. Learn more about maxing out more than your 401k so you have a bigger nest egg. Two events in San Jose at the Rotary Center coming up November 17th, Saturday. Get in free with code radio 25. Sign up at robblackshow.com. The ice is coming, the sun's zooming in. Meltdown expected, the wheat is going in. Engines stop running, but I have. You can't break me down. I got cash in the tank. I got money in the bank. I got news for you, baby. You're looking at the man. I got skin in the game. I don't feel no are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I don't think I'm going to make this a show-centric to propositions or anything like that. It just it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, I don't do politics well. I will say Proposition 8, which was tied towards... It was a measure sought to cap how much profit healthcare providers can make, especially in the world of dialysis, the Fair Pricing for Dialysis Act. I had a friend last year who died from, uh, I'm not going to say from dialysis issues, but his kidneys were bad. And he went many, many times to the dialysis clinics on and off in the last five years of his life. I don't know much about it. I'll be honest with you. I know a little bit more about cancer and chemotherapy and situations like that. Don't know much about dialysis, and DeVita has never interested me. They spend a ton of money. Ton of money. And uh, it's a stock that you should possibly look at. Do you know why? Because America's, Americans are getting fatter and fatter and fatter. We're big Oompa Loompas. Our cars have to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And because of that, we're going to spend more on keeping our kidneys functioning as best as possible and more on dialysis. So California voters said no to Proposition 8, the Fair Pricing Act, the ballot initiative campaign with the highest price tag in California's 2018 midterm elections. The measure sought to cap how much profit healthcare providers can make from the kidney procedure. Did I say kidneys or did I say, did I say liver? I think I said kidneys. Um, anyway, again, dialysis, kidney dialysis. How long do you want to you know, stay alive? But DeVita Frisnius and uh, U.S. Renal Care spent some $99 million to fight the proposition, while supporters led the Service Employees International Union United Healthcare Workers contributed in support of the measure. Dialysis is a procedure, ultimately, that if your kidneys don't function, they don't purify your blood, you get waste products in your body. Blah. No good. No bueno. 80,000 people in California receive dialysis at the state's 588 clinics each month. So you're seeing the stocks of dialysis companies explode to the higher side today. 90% of dialysis patients pay for the procedure with Medicare or Medi-Cal, and the complication rate is relatively high. 4,400 dialysis patients have died from infections in California during the past five years. And the State Department of Public Health documented 1,400 deficiencies in dialysis clinics last year alone. A lot going on there, right? You as an investor have the ability to pick stocks, right? And do you want to go after healthcare? Healthcare has been a pretty good sector. It's been a pretty good sector. Or do you want to go after something else? Do you want to go after things that, like, you can clearly tell I don't know much about dialysis, right? I can read a financial statement, so I'll take a look at those companies. I'll see if I like what I'm seeing. And, but then I'm going to have to get the annual report and go, what do you mean? There's been 4,400 clinics having, you know, problems. And then I start going into, well, it's tied towards Medicaid and Medi-Cal, government programs, and these guys are making big profits off these government programs. Do I ever see healthcare reform cutting these guys out? I don't know. It's tough, right? Hey, old person who's getting dialysis, we're going to cap how much you can spend on dialysis. Well, I'm not going to vote for you. 
hey, old person, I want you to vote for me so you can spend whatever you want. That's the message I tend to hear. And again, I love old people. They're so cute the way they chew with their mouth open. You're darn tootin'. Or Donald Trump's denture slip when he says, United States of America. The United States. people. Clean your teeth. If I can give you one piece of financial advice, floss twice a day. And you have to pull it against the tooth. You can't just poke it up there and pull it down. Can't just do that. Tooth repair and tooth maintenance is expensive. And guess what? It's not a proposition we're voting for for free uh, tooth care. I love my dentist, by the way. I just want to throw that out there for you. Good man, good man. Heldon Lau, San Carlos, California. Free shout out for them, right? Love my dentist. Oh, so what else do we have today as far as big stories? Um, markets higher. Did you see that coming or did you think there would be a sell off with gridlock? The Republican agenda, the tax cuts, probably not going to be extended, right? So back to higher tax rates in the future. Um, San Francisco homeless tax that pitted tech billionaires against each other passes. Mortgage applications dropped a four-year low as interest rates hit an eight-year high. Oy. Facebook says Russian trolls attempted to influence elections in the final days of the midterms. There's, you know, a funny word for me, a troll. I, I don't know why. I don't like the word Bully. But I love the word troll. <laughs> Apple is preparing for a $7 billion court battle with Qualcomm, not in settlement talks. Man. He said, she said kind of thing, right? Apple sued Qualcomm in federal court in San Diego, alleging that the chip company's practice of taking a cut of selling price of phones as a patent license fee was illegal. Qualcomm denies the claims and alleges that Apple owes them $7 million. Qualcomm CEO has said the company expects an out-of-court settlement. Apple saying, now. Now. It's one of my favorite words, by the way. I don't just like saying no. I like going, now. I don't know why. It's the emphasis on the O works for me. No. See, I don't like that one. That's not as, no. Anyway, um, I'm totally digressing. So the San Francisco no, homeless tax. God, please, no. 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 California clearly has, or San Francisco clearly has a homeless issue. Um, I highly suggest when walking San Francisco, okay, here's two tips. In walking New York, don't look up at the tall buildings. That's how con men and and burglars, not burglars, people who rob you, what are they called? Pickpockets. They know you're a tourist if you're looking at the tall buildings in New York. New York City! So the people who live in New York, they look straight ahead and they get to work as fast as they can. The people who visit New York look at the tall buildings and go, wow, look at that tall building. It's up in clouds. So in San Francisco, look down, watch your feet, because you might step in human feces. So San Francisco's Proposition C, which will tax the city's biggest businesses to raise funds to combat homelessness, it passed. And the big question is, this was kind of interesting to me. Salesforce CEO Mark Benioff has said he was a proponent, so he's happy. But Jack Dorsey, Michael Moritz, Mark Pincus are speaking out against it and didn't like it. The mayor didn't necessarily think it was the best idea. The question that I have is, will the tech companies leave San Francisco and go to San Mateo or Marin? 
somewhere that might be, again, young people like living in San Francisco, and young people are good employees. Sometimes they're the brightest people out there, right? They power tech companies. But Proposition C is going to increase gross receipts taxes for companies with more than $50 million in annual revenue by an average one-half of 1%, generating up to $300 million a year in new funds for shelters and mental health services. I mean, God, shh, I, I, how do I say this without sounding crass? I was driving into work today, going right by AT&T Park. Of course I saw homeless people. And uh, one of them was cracking open a beer. I'm like, it's kind of sad. A lot of what I do is, is, is based in empathy. And what I mean by that is I want you to have a good retirement. So I don't want you to spend on credit cards at Christmas and pay them off in November of next year. I don't want that. But at the same time, like with homelessness, I look at that and I go, wow, that life didn't turn out the way he wanted it to when he was six, seven, eight years old, right? When you're six, seven, eight years old, you're like, I want to own a horse one day and get married. You're like, who wants to own a horse? But it, you have these big dreams, right? Same thing for with retirement. When you're 30 and 40, you're like, well, I hope in retirement I could be the coolest granddad ever. I'm going to put a $5 bill in both hands. And I'm going to tell my grandchild to pick a hand. And the kid wins no matter what, right? Or put a Snickers bar in both hands. The kid picks. So you had this dream of where you're going to be in retirement. And you had a dream of where you're going to be in life. And I tend to find that the distance between what you dream of and expect versus what you get is painful. It's the most painful thing in the world. And that's just a powerful statement by me. The distance between what you expect and what you get is painful. And that's where I get empathy for you. And that's why I want you to have a good retirement. So, Prop 8, the question for me, or Prop C, Prop 8, obviously healthcare companies are exploding on the upside that do dialysis. Proposition C, the question for me that comes out of this, and this is how I work. Will Twitter or Square or Zynga, you know, the makers of Farmville and other fun games... Will they leave the city because they don't want to pay an extra one half of 1% tax? Will investors flee the stocks because there's an extra cost of doing business? 7,000 people experience homelessness in San Francisco. The median house price is $1.6 million. A one-bedroom apartment for rent is $3,300. How does this all end? What did we expect and what do we get? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.